Back to habeas corpses, all you boils and ghouls and corpses crew, to another exciting episode, and we're just going to get right into it because we have a lot to talk about on this episode, starting with, it is 9-11, yep. 2021, meaning we are at the 20th anniversary of the horrific events of September 11th, 2001. Mm-hmm. I was 11 years old. You were three three years old when those events happened. Uh, History-changing, world-changing event that basically um, uh, was the most tragic day in American history from my point of view with me being alive. I don't remember anything more tragic no. Um, than that day. And it's the most deadly terrorist attack in American history. Is it? Yeah, it's even more deadly than Pearl Harbor. And Pearl Harbor, but Pearl Harbor isn't considered a terrorist attack, well, is it? But it's an attack on Mer- American, on American soil. soil. But um, they primarily targeted uh, military um, installations versus... Uh, Just Americans. Yeah. But still. But yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> I remember where I was... Um, I remember waking up and it, uh, I was 11. What grade are you in when you're 11? Fifth? Um, fifth grade? Fifth, fifth or, or sixth? sixth? Yeah, right around there. Depending and, on your birth date and how things align. <laughs> yeah, and I, I remember that um, the plane, the first plane hit uh, the tower and my mom was kind of watching it on the news, but... At that time, it wasn't like a uh, considered like a terrorist attack or anything like that. No one really knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. So she sent me to school anyways. And then by the time I got to school, it was very shortly after. I mean, she dropped me off. And I remember uh, the teacher's um, lesson plans were all canceled for the day. And we were um, every class of the fifth grade or sixth grade, whichever one I was in, we were all huddled into one room while the teachers all went into an adjacent room and uh, watched the events unfold on the TV. And I, I vaguely remember all of us kids just wondering, what in the hell is going on? Knowing that something big was going on, because we'd never experienced an event like this in school. And I believe um, I believe we were dismissed pretty early. I don't think we spent the whole day at school, but I can't really remember. It's hard... Um, to recall memories from that long ago because that would have been 20 years ago yeah i'm sure yeah yeah i mean i was i I was actually more like four not three because if it was 20 years ago i'm 24 yeah (laughs) okay so you were four years old i was 11 years old um and yeah, I remember after getting out of school, going home, and that this time now my mom and dad are home, uh, and they kind of explain what's going on. Like, no, this wasn't an accident. 
Um, that's when I also learned that there was another plane that uh, hit the Pentagon and then one that went down in the field in Pennsylvania. Yeah. And uh, I remember going out with my friends and we kind of walked around the neighborhood and we were just like talking about what was going to happen, you know, and uh, what America was going to stand up and do. And I don't think at that moment, I mean, everyone from the Republican side of things to the Democratic side of things basically came together and said, I mean, it was a uniting event. Like, we're going to go kick some ass. Mm -hmm. I think everyone was on board. I don't think uh, we fully realized how long that war would last because just of recent, we are now finally out of Afghanistan, which is proven to be a clusterfuck getting out of there. Um, I'm not a military analyst or anything like that, and I don't pretend to be, but it was a fucked up situation. But what we're going to talk about is Lacey's kind of prepared um, some information on 9-11 on what other people believe. Yeah, so the conspiracy theory. So not necessarily like the things that you didn't know happened, but the things that people believed happened. And yeah. I only took, I only wrote down four. So we're going to go over four. Because there's... 500 Hundreds. Million. And I only took a piece of each one. And because I want to, I want to, like, each one has like multiple angles, and I only took like one little tiny part of each one. Yeah. And I want to preface that we are not in any way endorsing these conspiracy theories. We're just diving into. We're a weird podcast, so it makes sense to do the weird side of it. Yeah. But no, we are not uh, endorsing the conspiracy theories, and we're not going into the whole. We support the idea that 9-11 was an inside job. I had friends um, growing up. The first time I, I heard of any conspiracy theory when it come when it came to 9-11 was um, I had two friends when I was working at the music store. And I remember one of them wore a t-shirt that said 9-11 was an inside job. And I was like, the hell is that supposed to mean? Like it didn't even, I was probably 16, 17 working in the guitar store. Um, didn't even really register and I talked to him about it and he just clearly had gone down a huge rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I'm pretty convinced still to this day, he probably believes fully that uh, it was an inside job. Um, and then I remember him setting me up with a bunch of documentaries and series and things to watch to prove to me that it was an inside job. And I must say for, I remember watching one of them called The Zeitgeist. It's like a three-part um, series on like religion, the Bilderberg Group, and 9-11. And it, it's compelling at times. It gets you thinking like, what if? But I almost think that cons like a lot of conspiracy theories and things, we, we almost like entertain the idea and almost want it to be true. So it's more... I don't know. Out there and People like mystery. And like to try and figure out what happened. And so it's more interesting, I think, for people to be like, well, 
I want the weird thing to be true because I want I don't want a direct answer. Like, which is so ironic because people love also like are always like, I want to know what happened. <laughs> like when it's an actual mystery, they want to know what happened. When when they actually know what happens, they want it to be a mystery. Yeah, no kidding, right? Um, so let's hear about one of the conspiracy theories with the 9-11 incident. Okay, so this first one is um I call it actually there were no planes at all. <laughs> really? Because there is a theory that there were no planes. Okay. Okay. So, um, and this one is led by a, a gentleman named Morgan Reynolds, who is the former chief economist or economist. I'm not sure how you say that word. From economist, the, I think is the I word. think it's economist, but yeah. my brain wants to say economist, which is odd. <laughs> I even threw an extra letter in that time from the Labor Department under the Bush administration. Oh, he was straight from the Bush administration, yes. huh? This yes. is going to be interesting. So he argues that no planes were used in the attacks, and he believes it is physically impossible that the Boeing planes of Flights 11 and 175 could have struck the steel frames of the towers. He literally, He's like, nope, not, they were not powerful enough to do that. Meaning the steel frames, um, when you look at the... 9-11 buildings is he talking about those support columns yeah. in the center of the building yeah okay. i think well i think so um so his theory as to how the planes were seen is basically all of the videos were re-rendered with a plane um used to depict the plane crashes in both news reports and like the street video like the amateur video um like he thinks that holograms were put into them later and he here so here's a, his one of his quotes so he says there were no planes there were no hijackers i know i know i'm out of the mainstream but that's the way it is and according to david shaler who's an m15 officer and whistleblower from the uk um he says the only explanation is that they were missiles surrounded by holograms made to look like planes watch footage frame by frame and you will see a cigar shaped missile hitting the world trade center and so oh, okay. that is... I have never heard of this uh, That is a theory, theory that Morgan Reynolds has come up with, that there were actually no planes at all, and they were government missiles. That basically it was an inside job, and the government made it look like it was... Now, here is my, my one argument to this. That's a pretty big job to pull off, to, the, to get every... Video. video out there because there was lots of people who were like oh shit i'm gonna film this yeah there's like i mean a lot of the famous angles um one comes from a news crew who was doing like a ride along with um a uh, fire station at mm -hmm. the time they were like uh two brothers i can't remember where they're from and they caught like one of the planes they were like on a gas leak and then you hear the overhead and they like look up and you see the plane go right into the building um, so one, that's very crazy to think that the government could get every video out there and then doctor it with holograms or CGI or whatever you want to, like, yeah. I guess at this time he's saying holograms, but, but it would be CGI. CGI. Yeah. I don't know. Um, two. All the people who actually saw the planes. There were so many people because people walk everywhere in New York City. And people were like, oh, my God, there's a plane. Like, I want to say something interesting on that point here in a second. But to continue with what we're talking about, um, yeah, 
there's a lot of people that seen planes go right a plane go right into the first tower and second tower. Yeah. Um, the people in the first tower and, and then the second tower that were, were like watching were like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, and then my my last point would be, where did all the people go? All the victims. There is a theory it, on that is, does his, that they were like um, they were killed and their bodies were t- that actually on different. From there, that was from a different conspiracy theory. Okay, so they're not. They were they're saying that they just took the planes and put them somewhere else. Yeah, killed the passengers and mm-hmm. the pilots and the crew. And okay, I was gonna say so they just fabricated a story of all these individuals. In fact, I think that's in one of my notes on a different one that we will get to. Well, okay, so with his theory then, is he he's saying a missile hit the Pentagon and the two towers? Yeah, he's saying that there was not a single fucking plane. It was all missiles. So what about, then I would say, what about the phone calls from flight? Uh, um, I don't know. I didn't read anything about what he has to say about that. But that's a great counterpoint of like, well, why would those people be calling to say goodbye? But then he might counter it by saying... Like they were, they knew they were about to be murdered. I don't know. Like, yeah, who knows? But I didn't read what he had to say about that. I just. So that would be a conspiracy theory number one. The actually, there were no planes at all. Morgan Reynolds is that? Yep, thing? Morgan Reynolds and David Shaler supports that claim. Gotcha. David Shaler's the the he's from the M15 the, officer and whistleblower from the UK. And the M15, that's hang on. I think that's like the secret M15. Um, if you are an M15 officer or the M15, it's a security service also known as the M15 in the United Kingdom's domestic counterintelligence and security agency. Gotcha. Okay. Well, theory number one, there were no planes at all. So theory number two, it's about both tower one and tower two. Mm -hmm. I'm just calling it WTC. Okay. Um, so controlled demolition conspiracy theories, um, because there are, con- I guess there are controlled demolition conspiracy experts, <laughs> say that the fires and collapse of the World Trade Center were actually caused by explosives installed in the buildings in advance and not the plane crashes. So they do believe that there were planes, but that there were also bombs, gotcha. which you actually told me about this theory the other night. So Mm -hmm. you were someone who told me about this one. But this is interesting. So some of the men who have proposed proposed and supported these theories include a BYU University physicist named Stephen E. Jones, an architect named Richard Gage, and the software engineer Jim Hoffman. And Jim Hoffman supports a ton of um, different conspiracy theories for 9-11. His name comes up in almost all of them. I'm going to say, I think Jim Hoffman, let me look him up. I think he recently just passed away. Okay. Um, Well, while you look that up, I'm going to keep going. So they believe that the plane crashes and the resulting fires could not have actually weakened the buildings enough to cause a collapse. And they believe that the buildings would not have collapsed completely or at the speeds that they did without additional factors weakening the structure. So their belief is that there was bombs put in there in advance. And some theories believe that, like, support this as well. No, he's still alive. They were, 
put in there by terrorists. Some people believe that they were put in there by the government and that they hired the hijackers. So there's a few different, like, people or a few different theories uh, as to why there would be bombs in the buildings. But it was this theory is that it was a combo. Okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I believe I told you about this theory as well. Like Thursday night. Um, Wednesday or Thursday. There is... And it's this is actually one that's kind of widely viewed as being, I don't want to say accepted, but accepted within the conspiracy theory community. And I think it's a little bit easier to believe because the footage of the buildings collapsing does look kind of like an explosion. Well, so in a lot of the uh, videos, you can see like not... I don't believe it's prior to, but, and here's where you you don't know what's going on inside of that building. We're looking at it from an exterior. Um, Yeah. I'm assuming on the inside it was falling apart. Yeah. Pretty Um, much from the moment that. (laughs) But there are clips that seem to show uh, smaller explosions below Mm. the level that actually was uh, hit by the plane. And. There's actually, I remember watching one and there was some firefighters um, and other survivors of that day that said they heard multiple explosions going on um, inside of the building uh, prior to the collapse and swore by this and still to this day swear by it. Now, that's not to say that they didn't hear explosions. Um, It could have been a number of things. I mean, when you f- think about how flammable there, that plane flew in there stuff. Probably there was probably other things in the building that were flammable. Mm-hmm. The plane was leaking fuel. Like yeah. shit could just combust. Well, so not necessarily bombs, but just like all the factors playing in together. There very well may have been small explosions that were just, Exactly. Of the circumstance. That's kind of But not necessarily of bombs. Yeah, that's more of what what I'm getting at is when you run a 737, I believe that's what the planes were, into the side of a building, you're going to have a lot of strange fucking noises coming uh, from inside of that building. Um, But there is video evidence to, I don't say support their claim, but it does show uh, small little, like tidbits as the building's falling below the initial falling of the building. But like I said, we're looking at the building from the outside. We don't know what's going on on the inside of that building. What's already pre-collapsed inside that building as the outside walls are falling. So, um, but that is a common conspiracy theory with 9-11 that um, it was a controlled demolition. And it does very very well resemble a controlled demolition, but same with the, I would say you could almost say that same thing about that um, condominium that fell in Florida. Also Mm -hmm. that looked pretty damn controlled demolition and uh, people are already doing conspiracy theories on that one because of the um, McAfee virus guy. Right. Yeah. I had a residence there questioning. Yeah. Because so, he had, we won't even, that's another that, That's a no, whole nother episode. Because I'm like, I heard some, I don't know a lot about it, but I've heard some powerful 
information. <laughs> so that would be another. So conspiracy theory number two would be ex- the WTC mm-hmm. uh, theory explosions inside the building. Okay, so number three, it's just the Pentagon. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know how to say this person's name. I'm going to spell it, and then I'm going to tell you how I'm going to say it. Um, so it's spelled T-H-I-E-R-R-Y, and I think that's pronounced theory. Hang on. Let's and then see. The last spell that again. T-H-I-E-R-R-Y. I think that's pronounced theory. Okay. And the last name is M-E-Y-S-S-A-N. So I was going to say Mason, Theory Mason. French journalist? Yeah. Um, and political activist. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay, it's a, this is his theory. It looks like he put a book out called 9-11, The Big Lie. Yep. Challenges the official account of the events of the September 11th terrorist attacks. Um, well, I'm going to go over that, but okay. I just don't know how to say the name. I have no idea because he's French and I don't even want to pretend. But So I'm just going to say Theory Mason. He kind of looks like a mix between uh, two people. Um, Nicolas Cage and... Um, oh... Uh, Seinfeld, Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could see that. <laughs> I don't know, especially why. in this photo with his eyebrows. I don't now. know why that came to my mind, but all right, let's hear his theory. Okay, or I'm sure he's got plenty of theories, but it's, it's his theory on the the Pentagon. Yeah, and it is just in a nutshell. We're okay. keeping it real tight on this one. Um, so Theory Mason and actually filmmaker Dylan Avery, they both claim that American Flight 77 didn't actually crash into the Pentagon, but rather the Pentagon was struck by a missile launched by a party from inside the U.S. government. And as quoted in Theory Mason's book, he says, how does a plane 125 feet wide and 155 feet long fit into a hole which is only 60 feet across? So that's, I'm just going to leave it at that. That's kind of his theory there. But I do have a teeny bit of evidence that kind of goes against his theory. theory. So the evidence against the missile theory includes airplane debris. So there was Flight 77's black boxes, the nose cone, landing gear, an airplane tire, and an intact cockpit seat were found at the crash site. Mm -hmm. So um, his theory is basically like you don't really see it happen. Um, The hole is really small for such a big airplane but then the evidence is like but there was airplane debris like it was here so that's kind of yeah and this is one of the if if there was any conspiracy theory that makes that i entertained the most in my head it is this one the pentagon one was very compelling in the way of uh, the only video that I believe that's ever surfaced is from like a guard shack, and you don't there, you don't see an airplane see at all. Really, anything but like a flash a, of like light. Yeah, and then and an then explosion. The explosion. And don't quote me, but I believe uh, the FBI, CIA, and uh, things of that nature, agencies of that nature. Um, 
went to surrounding businesses that would have had video camera footage and uh, basically took possession of it all and has never been released to anybody. And there's a couple other models that really um, bring up questions of how the plane would have flown into there. Um, And a lot of people question, and I don't know what debris they found there, but they were like, where are the huge engines? Where are these things that you typically see? I don't know where the huge engine was because that wasn't listed. But they, like I did say, they did have the black boxes. There was landing gear. It was an airplane tire that the nose cone was present mm-hmm. and the cockpit seat were found. Now, I don't know if there was anything else. That's just what I read. And again, I'm not saying I. And whether it was a missile or an airplane, that lady's story about what happened in yeah. that documentary was is, gut-wrenching. It is. It is very gut-wrenching. I didn't. I did not write her name down because I wasn't taking notes on that show, but her story was awful. Yeah. So no matter what happened in the Pentagon that day, it fucking sucked. Yeah, we are currently watching a documentary on Netflix um, called 9-11. I think it's called The Turning Point. The Turning but let Point, me double yeah. Check. That, that's it, Turning Point. And it basically breaks down the events of that day, um, the events prior yeah, to the event, and, the and then terror. after the event. We're actually on the Guantanamo Bay section. You are, because you went ahead without me. I'm sorry. But, but it's uh, really good. It is. It's very good. Um, they interview people. They interview. At almost every place and. They interview government officials from that were involved in all the shit that led up to 9-11. They interviewed survivors. They interviewed like bystanders. They interviewed um, other government officials. Yeah. Like it's and it's it's yeah. a very compelling documentary series. It's that got one like woman six episodes. who was in the second tower. She's a really good storyteller, an excellent storyteller. And but her story so like it really struck me when she said it didn't even occur to her to leave work. After oh, the first yeah. tower was hit. She was just continuing. And her mom called and was like, are you going to fucking leave? And yeah. she was like, well, I guess if my mom wants me to leave. So she started packing up. And she was grateful that she was because she was able to get out of there just barely before the thing was hit. Mm-hmm. And it was hit like right at her floor. She yeah. would have died. Yeah. Oh, I was going to go back to that when we were talking about a lot of the New Yorkers that seen the planes hit the tower. It was amazing how many didn't see the planes. And there's a guy they interview in that documentary that it's after both towers fall. He finds himself in a bar with a bunch of other New Yorkers watching the news. And that's when they finally see what actually hit the towers. They're like, oh, shit. We didn't even know what was planes. We didn't know what the hell it was. So it was well, kind I'm of sure, like Well, I'm sure, because, I mean, think about how fast a plane goes. Well, I'm, I'm not I'm not saying I that. Can't, no, uh, no, no, I know you're not. I'm just saying, like, that makes sense because they go so fast that if you weren't looking at yeah. the right time, you wouldn't have seen it. Exactly. Even and if it, it happened right by you. Yeah, and I'm just saying the amount of chaos that's going on in New York City at that time, that's already a chaotic city. You yeah. Know, so many people live there, and then you There's always have tourists. This event. Yeah. So it was just interesting to see that some people were still in uh, total um, questioning of, like, what is going on right now? The two towers just fell, and then they, like, oh, my God, we're under attack. 
So I'm so glad I wasn't really old enough to understand what happened because I'm such a nervous person as it is. Oh, yeah. And we were supposed to fly that day. Like, I would have been a disaster. So I'm really, I'm grateful I didn't understand. I was too young. Oh, for sure. So what's our next conspiracy theory? So our last one, it's the Shanksville theory from Flight 93. This is the one. 93. This is the flight that went down in Pennsylvania. Yes. It's the one where the, some of the people on the plane were able to get a hold of family members because they realized they were being hijacked and then their family members told them what was going on. And so they stormed the cockpit and prevented the hijackers from hitting what was the most likely target, which was believed to be the U.S. Capitol. Yeah. Um, so that's that's Flight 93. So it didn't actually hit. It landed in a field. And it's um, so this is the most popular conspiracy around Flight 93. Um Alex Jones actually is a proponent of this one. So some believe it was shot down by a U.S. fighter jet on accident. Um, David Ray Griffin and Alex Jones, or maybe not even necessarily on accident, have argued that large parts of the plane, including the main body of the engine, landed miles from the primary crash site. They believe that they were too far away for an ordinary plane crash. Alex Jones says that planes usually leave uh, small debris a small debris field, sorry, I couldn't even read my own notes, when they crash and that it is completely unlike ordinary crash sites. One person whose name I don't know, just like in the mm-hmm. thing I was reading, it said, one person says, um, claimed that the main body of the engine was found miles away from the wreckage site with damage compar- comparable to that which a heat-seeking missile would do to an airliner. And according to some theories, the plane had been shot down by government by the government because the passengers had found out about the alleged plot, which was like that it was an inside job. Mm. I don't know if I buy that one at all. You do look at the wreckage site of uh, Flight 93. I could believe... Okay, so when we're watching that documentary, there's a guy who was working with the president, and they had sent out fighter jets Mm -hmm. to like shoot at planes that they believed could be hijacked I yeah think. they scattered and when uh, he even said squadrons from langley and all over mm-hmm. the place yeah he even said that when they found out about this one that they for thought, a moment they yep, thought, they thought it they, was their fault that they had shot it well because yeah because bush had given the authorization to shoot down any aircraft yeah and i mean that's a terrible thing to think about, but if it's going to hit a building and kill any even more people. I mean, think about, there was less than 100 people on all of the planes. Mm-hmm. Like, and... No, all the planes combined? No. One plane only had like 60 people. No, I am I thought you were saying like all the planes combined. No, each plane enough. individually had less than 100 yeah, people. Okay. And one plane killed like 1,800 people, I believe. Yeah. So... Like, yeah, it's horrible, but I can see as a president, you have to weigh the, the consequences yeah. and say, yeah, I I don't want to kill innocent Americans, but they will die and even more people will die if I don't make this choice. That's why I'm not the president. I don't want to make those <laughs> decisions. I want to just make decisions about what direction to take in a school bus and how to raise my dogs. Those are the decisions I want to make in life. Um. <laughs> now the the 
The strangest thing about this one is the crash site is very, it doesn't look like a plane crash site. But then again, I don't know what a plane crash site looks like from a plane that I believe goes totally inverted nose first into the ground. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of things get obliterated and things. I mean, I would, I would akin it to giving a, if you a throw peach. Yeah. I was going to say a, a watermelon or something. To a, uh, pro MLB baseball player and tell him to throw it a hundred miles an hour at a wall, a wall. wall. Shit's going to fly everywhere. So if you're thinking about a massive fucking airplane going traveling at whatever speed four or 500 miles an hour, in, directly into the ground. Yeah. yeah. It's going to, but a lot of people did say that a lot of conspiracy theories that this doesn't look like a plane crash site at all because usually your plane crash sites look, you know, you can and see I'm a not lot a more. plane crash site expert by exactly. any means. I do know um, from the memorial that we went to today that they took the wreckage from this site and filled it in can like storage containers and they buried it. Really? Mm-hmm. That's what one of the memorial posters said. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Like just to memorialize because none of the bodies could be. Oh they yeah. They wanted somewhere for the families to go. To go, I can totally see that. And well, another sad uh, fact is I think they said over sixty percent of uh, the bodies that re- were recovered couldn't be identified. Yeah. Period. There was no way. Yeah, it was a terrible, terrible. That would have been a terrible job. To dig through that rubble. What I think I believe it was only eighteen people were pulled out of that. Yeah, that's what the it said today. There was yeah, we eighteen went, people eight, that were pulled out alive. Yeah. We went to a um and in what shape, God only knows. Yeah, we went to a well in what shape God only knows that the people that pulled them out know. No, I'm saying like I don't know. Oh <laughs> Am I getting a little too literal Jesus here? Christ. Um, but we did go to it. There's a really cool, if you're a local in uh, Salt Lake County, Utah, they have a very cool uh, memorial that they put together, uh, Riverton City did, which is a city right in Salt Lake County. Um, or they, if you listen to it on the GPS, it's Irverton. Yeah, Irverton. <laughs> um, what was it? How many flags did they put up? 3,000 flags. No, I don't think they put up 3,000 flags. I think I was reading... I think they did. No. I'll hold up. The Riverton remembers tribute how many flags. Doop, doop, doop. Okay, I'm on their website. Hold on. Um, I think it was 911. Oh. oh, yeah, 911 flags. Somewhere else in Utah, though, they were putting up 3,000 flags. Hmm. So... But I don't well, know this one's means. 911 flags, obviously for 9/11, and it's they put up uh, um, a ton of fact sheets and things, and it's very um, symbolic. And you, I mean, you feel you feel American there. Yeah. You feel like, like okay. I didn't feel like anyone that was at that uh, memorial today and at that site. Was there with any sort of no predisposition? Like, like I'm a Republican or I'm respect. a Democrat. It wasn't like when we were driving on Redwood Road and there was a Trump parade. Yeah, going and I'm so glad they screaming and yelling Trump people. It was just very symbolic, very peaceful, and everyone there was just 
paying their respects. So that was awesome. So that's up till the 13th of September. So um, go see it if you can. Here's a quote as to, from someone who put it together. We invite everyone to come to Riverton to visit the special display and take some time to remember so that even with the passage of time, we never forget. Yeah, and it, it's great. And I, I did a little photo. And it will be up until um, next, no. It's the 13th. Until so, Sunday, September 13th. That's, Sunday, September that's 13th. That's what it says in this article, but Sunday, September 13th doesn't exist. <laughs> no. Because tomorrow is the 12th. It's a conspiracy. I think one of those words. Is, okay, but yeah. It was, it's it was it's really a 13th, cool. so it would be Monday. Monday they're taking it down. But go see it if you can. Um, located right at Riverton City Park off 114th South, I believe. Yes, I have the exact address right here because it's in this article. Um, 114. Or 1452 West, 126 South, oh, Riverton. Okay. That's right. I turned down 114, thinking that's where that was. Yeah. On the event lawn, um, it will be on display from 6.30 a.m. to 10 p.m., which I think is just when the park is open and you're allowed to be there. Uh, but, yeah, it was really cool. And, like, there was lots of different people there, and but it was just, like, every people yeah. that just wanted to go. Pay their respects. Yeah, yeah totally. Like I said, we didn't. I didn't get, like, a – a political feel from anybody or any attitude from anybody or anything. It was very nice. Here um, is what um, Riverton Mayor Trent Stagg says. As we observe the 20th anniversary of the 9-11 terrorist attacks, I believe it is important for each of us to not only remember those who lost their lives in the heartbreaking events that took place that day, but to remember how we felt after 9-11. Our country came together in unity of purpose. We remembered then that there is so much more that unites us than divides us, which is really nice. It's very true, man. Don't let the mainstream media or these uh, ideologies that are so far right and so far left divide us. Because I think more and more people are um, becoming centrist with their political views. I really think that's how that. I feel. Like I don't. But I, just, I don't feel like I fall one way or the other. Right. But I think the loud, obnoxious people on the left and the right are just the loudest, and no one wants to tell them to shut the hell up. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, the sky is green. And all of us that are like, no, the sky is blue. Yeah, exactly. You know? um, we did another thing today, um, moving on from 9-11. Um, again, just to preface, we're not saying these conspiracy theories are true or false. We just wanted to share some of them with you because we are a weird podcast. And we thought we'd bring out the weird uh, theories of that today. While, but, while trying to be respectful. Yeah. Yep. Um, at the same time, we went to the uh, Oddities Expo today. That It is a traveling expo. Traveling expo. Um, it was supposed to be here last year, but due to COVID, they had to cancel the Salt Lake show. I think they did some shows last year, but not, uh, not in Salt Lake. So they came today. It was held at the expo center. The, I think it's now called the Rocky Mountain Expo Center. But, it's always. But to everybody else in the world, it's known as the Southtown Expo Center. Everyone doesn't matter, in Utah, not the world. <laughs> it doesn't matter what it's called. Like, you could rename it three more times. We will all know it as the Southtown Expo Center. Yeah. That's like, <laughs> like the when Delta I hear, Center downtown. If I hear the Rocky Mountain Expo Center, I'm going to be like, well, where is that at? What? <laughs> well, I've, never been, Expo Center. I've never been to that building. <laughs> yeah. And it was so interesting because me and Lacey, we pull up and we're – going to this event <laughs> and there's another event going on at the same time there is a the utah rocky mountain gun show is yeah going so they split the building into two 
Oddities Expo gun show. You get out of your car and you can tell right away who's going where. Yep. And I could go to either show. Like I could go enjoy the gun show and I could go enjoy the oddities show. But the simple fact is the people that were going to the oddities show were dressed as you would expect, mainly um black alternative. Lots outfits. of black lace. Yes, black lace. Lots of colored hair. Yes. Tons of that. And then the people going to the gun show were straight laced Republican. I don't know how to explain it, but you just knew. But there was a couple people through the parking lot where we were like, okay, that person could be going to either or might be going to both. The only people I did that with were people wearing metal shirts. I was like, okay, he lacks heavy metal. So he could be going to the Oddities Expo or he could be going to get some ammo to go to the desert and shoot up some targets. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, it was it was pretty funny. Yeah, and the show itself, this is the first huge event I've been to since COVID. Yeah. We've been to Well, we've uh, been to one that was bigger technically that concert but it was outdoors that was outdoors i didn't feel this was the biggest yeah. indoor event we've been to but actually a lot of people were wearing masks and we were also wearing masks i would say it was a 50 50 in there yeah but it was way more than i expected yes yes because like when you go to the grocery store it's more like 30 70 oh no i think it's even lower than that Re- recently i've noticed more employees yeah and I don't know if that's because company policies are being enacted to where you will wear a mask. But I see way, I see like when we go to Smith's or Walmart, all the employees are wearing masks. Uh, patrons are like two in the whole store of 100. Like I don't see many people in stores wearing masks. That is maybe going up. I don't I know. I think it's going up a little bit. With, with the, the Delta, Delta variant. Delta variant. But Especially because ex- it's knocking kids out left and right. Yeah. And the expo itself... You know, it was like, like we said, 50-50 on the masks. Um, so I wasn't too concerned with COVID, but there were times in some of the booths. Like, so Lacey explained how you bought the tickets and they had a protocol. Okay, yeah. It didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work because you, did, you were not required to buy tickets online. They suggested that you did. Mm-hmm. So we did. I bought them last week. They're, you know, 10 bucks, no big deal. Um, and you had to reserve a time because they were trying to stagger the amount of people that were there. Um, I think because the thought was most people would be buying tickets online, but I don't think that's what happened. So we booked our time for 12, and um, but there was just so many people showing up just whenever and buying tickets. Yeah. So it was jam-packed. It didn't matter what time you reserved. It was packed. It was jam-packed. And the booths... For some reason, and I want to think it's because it was a lot of oddities, so people took a lot of time looking, but getting into the booths was very cramped, crowded. That's the one thing I didn't like because I felt like I was, uh. And some of the people were kind of, well, because there was a, a couple where I was like, I really want to see this thing. I really want to go look at this stuff. And some of the people were kind of rude because they could make a little bit of room for you but wouldn't mm-hmm. or just took such an ungodly amount of time to look at shit. And I was like, I know it's cool, but it's very similar to what's in the next booth. So move along, bitch. <laughs> yeah. And supposedly I, I overheard from one vendor that 30 vendors didn't show up. 
I don't know if I believe that because... Unless they were like just tables. Yeah, because there were... You know how like at the Halloween show there was like you could be a booth or, or you could a be table. a table. That's true. But they, the booths themselves, there were quite a few booths. Mm-hmm. What you said is very accurate. There was two types of booths there. There was uh, art, which was mainly um, like there was some photography and... Um, a lot of digital art. I did see some ink work, like stippling and Very few and, and far between, though. I saw some that, like, I think were cleaned up digitally. Oh. Well, I'm just saying, that's that's the reason I didn't bu- end up buying that uh, clown photo. You're not a huge digital... Well, no. neither of us are big digital people. I don't really like digital art. I think it's just... It it looks too perfect to where... And too perfect and too generic to mm-hmm. me. I'm, it's just not my thing. And that's okay. Um, I did, I was thinking about buying this lady's, uh, she had a death heads moth that she did in like a 16 by 20. That was pretty cool, but it was like 50 bucks. And I was like, I got to buy some assault rifle. Well, not assault rifle. AR stands for armor, right? Um, but my gun, I broke a spring yesterday (laughs) 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 and, and gun parts aren't cheap. So I had to prioritize, (laughs) And, well, there was, like, a few different things where I was like, oh, I might go back and buy that. And I was like, no. I was like, I don't – I only want to buy something if I really, really want to buy it. And there was there was a lot of cool stuff there. I expected more of the macabre, like human brain or human skull because that was advertised. But I literally only seen one booth with real human stuff, mm-hmm. and that was the one that had the medical devices and – They'd made like the antique, um, like um, uh, morticians stuff. Yeah, that stuff. They had uh, parts of a human foot, like the bones out of a human foot Mm -hmm. in a jar, and that was the only. That was the absolute only uh, booth that I seen with any human stuff. The rest was just, you know, crocodile heads and. Um, There were porcupine quills are apparently very popular. Those were all over all over the place. Yeah. Um, keys, keys are very popular. Keys and locks. Yeah, there were so many keys and locks. And I was like, <laughs> I don't ever want to buy a key or lock from anywhere. Like that's never been like, ooh, I must have that. I don't know. Um, there was lots of like, um, snake stuff and lizard stuff. Like one guy actually gets, he takes the, he picks up the dead animals from pet stores. And turns them into things. Now, this was so funny. I got so <laughs> irritated. Which, because... okay, can I just really quick, a side note, as somebody who has a lizard, uh-huh. um, you should not buy them from places like PetSmart because most of them die. So as as someone who knows that that's actually a lot of them die, like that makes sense that that's where it gets them from. So go on. <laughs> well, so, okay, we're in, let me preface this. So oddities expo you're gonna think that it's gonna be more liberal people you know because you're into like it's weird stuff stuff it's not like you wouldn't find well actually you'd probably find a lot of this in like a straight up conservative home too because they had a lot of taxidermy yeah animals but you know what you're going you have to to be open-minded yeah is how i would put it and this girl straight up starts getting upset with this guy because she thinks he's killing these animals just to make art out of them. I'm like, why and are he, you here if he, that's what you think is happening? And he has to explain, no, I get my specimens like f- 
from pet stores that call me when their inventory passes away. Like it just happens. Especially at the big pet stores because they're not experts in those reptiles that are very delicate creatures. Exactly. And they, and the first year of most of their lives is really hard anyway. Or you could even say with some of the booths that had ducks and chicken parts and things like that, we raise chickens. It is a fact they're going to die. Like when you get a group of 12 new babies, you're going to lose four of them. Yep. That is, so, there is some, it is called failure to thrive. But when I heard her going in on that guy, I just felt so bad for him. I was like, oh my God, you got it. I wouldn't even explain myself to the lady. I would have been like, yes, I murder all these animals. Because <laughs> she was straight up just like. Attacking him. Yeah, I was like, oh God, sh- why did you come to this? <laughs> and then, well, and then I was really sad though, because one of the first booths we walk up to, I pick up this jar. And it was and it had a dragon. it had a bearded dragon that was probably. A year and a half old in it. And I was like, oh, God. And I had to put it right back down. I also didn't like the dog skulls. I wasn't mad at the people that were selling them. But I just didn't. You just weren't going to buy them. I wasn't going to buy them. Did I buy bones today? Yes. Were they dog or lizard bones? What bones were they? They were from a... Um, Three of the bones I bought were um, porcupine leg bones. That I bought them for. I'm having a... Um, cannibal birthday party in February. <laughs> I've seen some people um, selling some tortoise shells. Yes. So that was at the one of the booths. That was actually at the you booth. You gotta be I very careful with that shit though. Yes, you do. Because some of that's illegal yeah. as hell. Yeah. I don't know what it, there's like a certain breed or something where it's like Like if they're up. endangered. Yeah. There was actually a man, did you see his booth? He none of his oddities were actually real. They were all 3D printed because he was saying that a lot of them, because they're endangered, like oddities, like because it's illegal and it just endangers them Mm -hmm. even more, um, like from poaching and stuff. And so $5 from every one of his purchases went to like supporting the- Oh, I didn't know um, that. Yeah, the ecosystems and like the endangered animals. What I'm here to tell you, a lot of people will be like, dude, human bones you can't own that. That shit's illegal. No. Uh, in almost every state, there are a few states in the United States that there's exception to the rule that you it's illegal to own. But most of them, you can own human bones and stuff. That's not what you got to be careful with. It's animal. It's freaking animal shit. Ivory, tortoise mm-hmm. stuff. You got that shit will land you in federal prison. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even touch one of those. I mean most of the skulls and bones you see out there are from medical specimens and things of that nature and totally legit um, legit, and people buy and sell them all over the place. Now there's a whole argument about the not uh, legal standing, but the moral standing of why would you want to buy that stuff? But I don't want to entertain those people, but I'm here to tell you don't hone in on like that shit being like, go like watch out when you're buying like, Cause like ivory is one, you know, and, uh, yeah. Well, I did not buy ivory. Or well, and none of those booths there were selling anything that was illegal. It no. was all ethically sourced. It was, it was like even the butterflies, they weren't killing butterflies. They had to, um, I read when I was buying the tickets that they had to provide proof of where they get their, get stuff. their stuff from yeah, yeah, before they could even be admitted because the show would not, um, yeah, they were, they didn't want to promote. 
Yeah, and yeah, there poaching. there are there are some like human bone stuff that you cannot purchase, um, like Native American bones yeah. and things that are a huge no no. That was a big. The there bones was a spooks from, show that we were at a couple years ago, and a lady was like, "Yeah, these are Native American bones," and it was like a whole ordeal. She was so full of she shit. She was super full of shit, but she was claiming that, and I was like, "You." They, I don't even think she had real bones. I think she was just cuckoo they for like cocoa puffs. Bones. Yeah, and. I would like I wouldn't be fucking like advertising that you dumb idiot. Yeah, you're just gonna get in trouble. I also bought a small vertebrae out of a bin of bones, uh, but it was the bones that were in there were porcupine bones, fox bones, and something else. I don't remember what the other one was. Um, but I bought a little vertebrae, so it was either porcupine or fox, basically. I'm going to start saving bones from KFC and just making necklaces and I, shit that was, selling them. <laughs> I was actually going to, pl- I was planning on making my, my birthday party necklace out of K. I was going to be like, we have to go to KFC. <laughs> and then I was like, this is a much better option. These are clean. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, so that's what I went with and they're cool. Like, I'm going to make a super, I'm going to go get some beads, make a cool fucking necklace for <laughs> cannibal birthday party um that's in february but i'm a i'm a planner a header there you go but yeah so that's what i got uh, but it was cool i ended up leaving empty-handed i didn't buy anything i found Which i thought a, it would have been the other way around no because i knew i had to buy gun parts and I knew <laughs> gun parts are expensive and i was just like shit if i wouldn't have done have that last night screwed up the stock on my gun last night i wouldn't have uh then I probably would have bought something, but I was like, I got to buy some parts, so I can't buy anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I almost left with a clown because if you know me, you know I'm a huge uh, fan of old vintage clown dolls, clown everything that's old. And there was one that was really cool, but it was 150 bucks. And I, not only am I a huge fan of clown things, but I think it's very interesting and fun to find bargains on it. Like when people don't know what they have, like the one that you bought a few weeks ago. Yeah, I months ago. Yeah, I got a bozo, the clown uh, ventriloquist doll from uh, the antique store here. Paid sixty dollars for it, and like on eBay, they're anywhere from three hundred to a thousand. Snag that deal, and mine the mouth move. Everything works. There's nothing wrong with mine. It's in great condition. I just don't have the original box, but he's awesome. Yeah. And this one was awesome in the original box, but I was like, oh, 150 bucks. Mm, I'm sorry, I have to go to Sportsman's and I know I'm going to spend too much money there. It sucks having expensive hobbies, like, where it's like, I like uh, photography, expensive, guns, expensive, antiques, expensive, oddities, expensive, music, expensive. You know, it's just like, oh, why can't I have a cheap? hobby well is there such thing as a cheap hobby no because even like sewing like i can do things cheap like i can buy the cheap fabric but if i want to do a cool project i have to put usually good money into something like if i want good quality fabric or you know i mean yeah i've that uh, that ouija skirt i bought or that i made i bought i bought that fabric that fabric was fucking expensive it was not cheap but it's really good quality fabric and it's super cool. But one of my clasps broke and I need to fix the clasp. That was not the fabric's <laughs> fault. That was the seamstress's fault. <laughs> um. You know what I'm not excited about though, or not thrilled with. So the oddity show was cool. Um, 
fun time. You can't go see it because it stopped at six, and I think I think you can go see it in Vegas. I think that's their next stop. I don't know. They've I got a couple more next weekend. Um, but the thing I have not been excited with and thrilled with is when I go into the Halloween stores, the spirits, and I know it's still just. I did see because I'm in a September. group. I'm in a group on Facebook for spirits, uh-huh. and all of the spirits are getting the rest of their merchandise in, like. This week and next week. Okay. So they cool. are going to have more in the next two weeks. But even like like our local grocery stores. And it's I know, been weak. <laughs> but, and it's still early, but I'm still like the things I'm seeing. I'm like, when are you going to get some cool stuff? No, I've to- I totally agree. I'm like, uh... like every Like the one of the coolest places we've been so far for decorations was Lowe's. Lowe's in the dollar store today. <laughs> yeah, the Dollar Tree actually had some... I've gotten some good stuff there so far. But the other thing that's not exciting is... This is supposed to be the best time of the year for us. I mean, I it's September. We should be getting some cool temperatures. Yeah. The, it should. And it's still upper 90s. It's like August. Yeah. It's like the longest. It's like July still. It's like July, August. They're, they've, they blended together and they're bleeding into September now. Like... And I, I know there's... The longest n- fucking summer ever. Yeah, nationally. I know nationally the weather due to climate change is just going crazy. But I literally ask myself, I have to, and I find myself asking this question more often now, is why do I still live in Utah? <laughs> mm-hmm. There's drought, too many people, high temperatures. There's too many people and the roads are not big enough, so the traffic is just getting ridiculous. Oh, yeah, the congestion is horrible. That's the most horrifying thing about this whole habeas corpses episode is the damn traffic. When we carve pumpkins this year, one should just say traffic. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Spooky. Oh, anyways, we're about to go watch two movies that we rented. Uh, We'll probably do an episode on both of them. Probably next week. We took last week off because it was our one-year anniversary. And then we didn't do an episode before that, did we? Yes, we we did. Oh, we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah. But we were like, we're coming back next week. And then it was our anniversary, so we did not. (laughs) (laughs) And, And um, oh, sorry, what were we going to say? I was just going to say, so we're going to go watch uh, The Conjuring Three, The Devil Made Me Do It, mm-hmm. and A Quiet Place Two. Can we watch A Quiet Place Two first? Because I don't want to watch that one at all. Well, then why you should probably want to watch that one second. No, because so I want to. I want to look forward to the one after. Oh. Yeah, I want to get rid. I want to get the shitty one out of the way. Okay, then we'll get this. Sh- <laughs> don't prejudge. <laughs> Did you not like A Quiet Place One? Was that not? No, I didn't like it at didn't- all. Did we do an episode on that? Yep. I think we did. Okay, you shouldn't say I didn't like it at all. I thought the... I was about to say, I'm going to revisit that episode and hear I what you really got to say. I thought the premise was really good, but I thought it was so goddamn long. I was like, this should have been a short film. Oh, yeah. I think that was our biggest argument with that film is it was drawn out. Yeah. And so... Well, we'll see I how the second been... one goes. Everybody has said that the second one is better. Like, it's got... Because, like, the first one set up for the second one. <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> you. I have a type of film I like. I'm just sticking with it. Okay. There we go. <laughs> um, before we go though, uh-huh. It's our dog's birthday today. Happy birthday, Gizmo. You're twelve years old. You got about three or four more years Marcus! left. And then you're gonna be a taxidermy dog. <laughs> taxidermy and gizmo? I don't know. You can get it done. When we went to the Museum of Death, there was a whole animal room, remember? Yeah. 
I don't so. really want a taxidermy gizmo. Charlie would chew on him. That would be weird, huh? <laughs> that would be fucking freaky, man. If you were a dog and your friend passed away and, you know, you're watching. Because dogs have feeling and emotion. I don't care what anybody says. Because you know how some people say, no, dogs don't really have feelings. I've like, seen the way my bullshit. dogs look at me um, <laughs> with so much love in their eyes. Yeah. There's so much more unconditional love in their eyes than I've seen from any per- member of my family ever. Like, if... Not to say my I'm not loved, but goddamn, a dog loves you with their whole god fucking... Yeah. They love you. But if... <laughs> if... It comes to the point to where you have to put your animal down because it's humane to do that. Or they just pass away. And, well, yeah, exactly. Like, okay, the other dogs see that. They they understand what's going on. Vader knows death. He's seen death in... Uh, the guinea pigs. The guinea pigs. And the chickens. And the chickens. And he, like... He seems he, to know. Yeah, he, like, reacts in a very somber way. It's really weird. But so he's going to see that with Gizmo and then I taxidermy him and bring him back. That would be fucking. That'd be mean. Freaky and mean. That would be mean to him because yeah. he's going to be absolutely heartbroken when Gizmo lives forever. Anyways, I don't want to talk, talk, talk about that anymore. anymore this is I, I just wanted to say happy birthday, Gizmo. I'm the one that turned it into the uh, Usually it's me and you get mad at me for it. And it wasn't me. I was just trying to be like, all right, sorry. It is our dog's birthday, so happy we birthday, Gizmo. The dog that started it all, because he was Marcus's first. And on that note, you guys all go love on those animal pets of yours. Hold them tight. And, and hope that your lizard doesn't end up in a jar at a show. Yes, and uh, respects to all the families who lost ones on 9-11. Y'all have a great night.